Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl Klein here. Today is an, a very special day. I'm so excited to be here today with Anthony Trucks. Fair to say, a friend, a mentor, influencer. I admire you so much, and thank you so much for your time today, Anthony. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for hanging out and, and, and bringing good stuff to the world. The world needs you to do what you do. So thank you. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, go Ducks, too, for all of those uh, Oregon fans out there. Now, there's a lot of it, – <laughs> it's Ducks. safe for you to – I'm not going to do that, but I'm glad that you oh, did yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you probably – I would recommend you do it. Don't do that. <laughs> but, all right, so uh, this is the time of year – of a most unusual year where people are starting to think about, it's really less about the money. It's less about the title. Even if people have achieved a certain level of success, people are digging deep now and thinking about what is my purpose? What is my next level of purpose? How do I want to be remembered? How do I want to make this world different because of me? Because I don't know about you, but I think we can agree on one thing is that there's no more time for fear and doubt. If we're going to course correct all this stuff that's going on right now, um, we all need to step up. We all need to live into that superpower that we have. We all need to shift. And I couldn't think of a better person to talk to you right now. And before we hop into your book, before we talk about your company that is really focused on helping people do this, I wanted to ask you a quick question about, you know, you started this long before, you know, there was a pandemic, right? Yeah. So what is your story? I mean, why are you passionate about this? Why have you been working so darn hard the last few years to make all of these amazing things happen and yeah. to help others? Yeah, you know, uh, I think at a certain point there, you, you find that you're here for a reason bigger than what you actually realize it was. It's, not everybody has that gift or opportunity. Uh, for me, it was one that, man, it was, it was not something that I, I honestly knew about. I didn't know this industry of speaking and coaching and helping existed until about six years ago, quite literally, right? So uh, for me, it was, I think uh, I was bred for this, you know, like this is what I was being built to go through. I'm a man of faith and I believe there's a lot of things that are not accidents. And uh, my life was not an accident in this aspect. And so as a kid, man, I, I started three years old, kind of thrust into a world of navigating shifts you know, things that are not planned, but they adjust the entire world you live in. And a lot of us in life, we all experience them. Some are proactive. I want a new job, new relationship. Some are reactive. I get fired. Someone breaks up with me. I get hurt, whatever it might be. My life started with one of those at three years old being put into foster care. So my mom said, I don't want my kids. Me and you know, three other siblings I have, we're all put into this environment where, man, we were beaten and starved and tortured and bounced around from house to house and just really a heinous system. And then I ended up in a family, which is my family now, but I'm the only black person in an all-white family. Besides my brother-in-law now, my sister married someone. And so, man, a lot of my life was like, who am I? Where do I fit? What am I supposed to be here for? Like, and it just, I really was unhappy too. It took a lot of years to get to the point of finally being adopted at 14. So 11 years in the system. And then I got to play football, which was something that I wanted to do so badly, but I was really bad at and had to go through a journey of, of navigating the, the internal battle we all have of, I want to do this, but I suck at this. Do I keep on doing it? And do I want to get better? And I, I was able to battle that. And eventually got really good at the game. I, I climbed that hurdle 
got a football scholarship to play football at the University of Oregon. Uh, so I went up there and played for four years, had a son at 20 years old, met my real dad at about 21 years old. Uh, past that and a whole bunch of crazy ended up in the NFL. Uh, NFL stands for not for long. So I got in my third year in, tore my shoulder, came home, learned some really great things about life in that moment. Um, that was kind of the big thing was my life. I was, I was at the top, man. I had this dream for my life. I'd met it and then I fell off. You know, I, I fell from grace. I got hurt, tore my shoulder and I kind of, I ran away from who I was and I went home and tried to find this new person and major identity crisis and broke my marriage, business started tanking. I got out of shape, just world came crashing down and I was in a fog for a lot of years. And you asked the question of how am I passionate about this? And it was 2014 after about a fog of like three years, post-divorce, living in a 500 square foot studio, just not enjoying my life. I get to a moment where I'm in a hospital room and, and my mom is, she's at the end of her 17 year battle with MS. And it was, uh, I remember sitting there on her right hand side, <clears throat> like having a conversation with her uh, and she wasn't conscious, unfortunately, but I made two very specific promises. I had this realization my life was not what I wanted it to be. I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't uh, impressed by my life. I wasn't who I wanted to be. I just wasn't living right. And, and then she was the one that helped me become more. And I was like, man, I have a promise that I will, I will make it out of this. I will, I will create something special, mom. The second promise was, and when I do, I'm going to make sure I can pass on whatever you gave me to the rest of the world. Cause she unconditionally loved me through crazy. I was a bad little kid. And this woman who was not my blood had no reason to keep me fought to keep me. So I was like, if I can unconditionally love in the world that way, like, man, what could I, what could I do for the world? Cause she helped me beat a lot of foster kids statistics. Any prison in America, 75% of the inmates are former foster kids. Half the homeless population is former foster kids and less than 1% of us graduate from college. I beat all those, then got to be one of 0.02 college athletes percent that make it to the NFL. I sold a business after a decade. Like I've done these, these things that numerically shouldn't exist. And I was like, man, if this woman can do that for one kid, almost like in an accidental way, but intentional, what can I do for the world if I make this promise to actually push out and do something great for the world also? And it helped me make use of the crazy. Because a lot of us have crazy. We don't make use of it. And I made use of it. And so I progressed into a world which I'm in now of saying, what did I learn from my past? What races have I run that, that I've, I've finished that I can learn back and teach people? So first, it fix my life, which I did. Uh, I was able to get back into a marriage with my wife after three years divorce and an amazing marriage now four years in. I have a business that's thriving. I have to travel the world and talk to people, talk to people and teach them. I have three kids of a present father that's always here, always supportive. There's no question of that, that I love them. And I get to go out and do something that allows me to fill up as I'm pouring out. And so I've, I've crossed the finish line, built a really cool life. And I want to make sure I make the promise, be met of, of giving it back to the world. So this is the work I do. And it's something that is incredibly like a blessing on my life because I learn so much through clients and the work I do. But it's, a, it's an honor to be able to sit back and watch people create from something that was a negative in my life. And so I'm passionate about this because it's a, it's a promise I have to fulfill. Yeah. And I want to take a moment to honor you. Like you ran through that in a couple of moments, but I don't know how anyone that has not been through what you were through to understand that the depth and the difficulty that you emerged from and turned it into such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so I just want to take a pause and really honor you for that because this year more than any other year is so difficult for so many people that um, your inspiration and in paving the way is really a blessing. So 
thank you for all that work that yeah. you've done and you continue to do because I know you're a lifelong learner and who you're hanging Always. out with. constantly make yourself better. Now, yeah, yeah. for for people that are looking to shift, you know, whether it's in their current position and they're like, hey, I want to be heard. I want to have a difference. I don't just want to be a cog in the wheel here at my company or my business. I, I want to make a real difference and really be heard and have impact. Or maybe they're being called for more, being called for different. Like, yeah. what mindset do you think? You know, I have to ask you about mindset because that's just the world that I live in. But you know yeah. it just as well as anyone. What mindset do you think is really required to have the courage, not just to make the shift, but to be resilient and to keep going when other people might quit? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, it's interesting because the mindset thing is always one of these uh, these conversations I have because most people assume mindset, uh, you know, it, it ties back to like, that's the solution. And I'm an identity guy. That's kind of my realm. Mindset is in that, but I feel like there's an aspect of uh, there can be more in there. In fact, is more because mindset. I think you have to have the mindset of what growth would be, right? Carol Dweck, mindset, growth mindset. And what's interesting is that's something that's difficult for people because they they get to the moments of discomfort. And like I mentioned before, most people will stop. And you have to have a perspective and a mindset that's based on the fact that uh, I don't have a quit switch in me. I don't. I don't know what. Like, I don't. I don't know what that ex- exists like, right? I don't know what it means to not try to lean into something. However, most people have a mindset of I'm going to go until it feels too painful, or I feel overwhelmed, or I feel maximized, and it's it's tough because they are actually getting to a moment where they can be better, and they stop just short of it. Because what happens is if you go to a moment where I'm just overwhelmed and then I stop, well, you've already at that moment accepted that in your life you have all the greatness you may ever accomplish. That's it. You said this is too hard. I can't do anything. I've tried everything I could. Okay, then great. Then you have everything you will ever have and you'll have the same of it. But if you want more, your mindset has to be, all right, the moment I get to this point, that's the moment I know that anything more I do is going to give me more in life. And what happens at that moment is some people, they, they don't realize that the mindset is going to be this one of these things. It's a phenomenal tool you got to have in place. But what's crazy is, is the extra piece you actually got to plug in as an identity attachment, which is... I must identify with the individual who can have success there. Because here's a crazy thing. There were studies done by George Washington University and found that individuals, when given all the mindset tools, tactics, strategies, if they didn't self-categorize, identify as that whatever entrepreneur is trying to be, they fell short. So, for example, I had a phenomenal mindset. I was an NFL linebacker. I was a guy that could go and run through quite literally other human beings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am going to tackle you. Hit whatever it may be, but I got out of the NFL. My business tanked, relationship tanked, my parenting, everything went down. Well, why? My mindset was there. I didn't identify as anything more than the football. I didn't have a business identity. I didn't have a marriage identity. The mindset was there, right? So what I'm telling people is mindset is a necessity. It's got to be there. You have to have the right one, but you also have to marry it with what do I got to do action-wise to make sure when I go to sleep at night or when I enter a tough moment, that I identified a deep level of I am the person who's going to have success in this business. I'm the human beings that have a great marriage. That's who I am. So I no longer try to do stuff and hope my mindset works, but I can now apply it and it turns into rocket fuel. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more. You know, after working with world-class athletes and Olympians for a couple decades, that's just how they think. 
you know, and it's like, it's not like I'm here and in a decade, I want to win a gold medal in the 400 meters. They're like, no, I've won. I've won the medal. How, what does the crowd sound like? What does it smell like? What is the, what does the, the ribbon feel like around my neck? So for anyone shifting, I could not agree with you more in that identity really uh, as vivid and visceral as people can make and really identifying. Um, it's such an important piece of the puzzle because I, the default for people, and you can tell me what you think about this, but the default for people is a little bit backwards. It's like, here I am, I want this, but the the road is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, being that person and working backwards to live up to that. Well, yeah, it, it's hard because initially when I say identity, people think, oh, that's who I am, it's a lot to, to change. And I don't, I'm not a change guy. And then on top of that, the problem is, is most people realize you're already operating as an identity. Your default is your identity. It's what runs in the background. It's, it's everything going on in the subconscious space and all the little nooks and crannies of the conscious space. It's how I react, how I perceive, if I'm optimistic, my disposition, my mental fortitude. It's, it's a natural way you, you kind of flow. And so what happens is your identity shows up without you realizing it showing up. It's just who you are. And that is responsible for your success or lack thereof. Because here's the thing. There's a lot of people that get the same tools and information and techniques, same books, but there's a varying difference of success. Why? It's not time. It's not money because they be able to pay the same thing. It's not skill sets because a lot of them have the same one. What is it? Well, it's because at certain moments in time, the identity shows up differently. They just and they just do, and you're not even conscious of it. Like, why does that person have success? I don't have. I know more than them. I have more experience. Yeah, but maybe the way they talk to people, handle situations, look at opportunity, look at opposition, maybe the part of who they are triggers something different. And a lot of that happens unconsciously. And so what I do is look at, yes, part of it is I call it an identity gap. The gap is not in what you know. The issue is not what people know. People are so intelligent. The problem is what they know inside, experience they have inside does not match their outside. And it's not because of the information. It's because when it comes time for life to be in front of them to do certain things, it's not who they are. So what happens is the actions don't get done. The consistency isn't there. The strategic plan, none of these things are there because it's not who they are. So I'm not going to do it. But here's the magical piece. There are people who it's who they are for a boxer. If I'm a boxer, step into a ring. If I say, hey, I'm a guy, Anthony, I'm, I'm going to try boxing today. And I go in a ring with a boxer. Oh, it's a different story. You know, what I'm I could write the same books, could have the same practice. But that person identifies as that. Therefore, he's no way he's going to be able to let me like beat him. You know what I mean? So what happens, the actions necessary to win they happen because it's an alignment thing. So what happens for a lot of people, they're out of alignment. They get into life. I'm out of alignment because I'm doing things, don't feel like they're mean, so I'm not going to do them all the way. And so I wonder, maybe, see, I didn't get a good result. See, it's not who I am. Whereas for me, it's like, no, who I am is to be a speaker. So everything I'm going to do is unconsciously going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research, I'm going to practice, I'm going to write the speech, I'm going to show up. And where someone goes, eh, a lot, how you do all that stuff and be so consistent, it's got to be a lot of work. How, what do you mean? It's who I am to do it. I don't even I don't even notice that it's work. It's just it's just who I am today. And so the actions get done consistently and past the pain and past the fear because it's no longer tied to some information. It's part of who I am so vast and so deeply. I feel weird if I don't do it. I'd be out of alignment if I don't do that. And that's why successful people climb even with less information, less book, less investment because they're showing up so thoroughly. It's who I am to get this done. You can't beat them. Yeah. And then you think of the ripple effect with your kids 
and their football team and everyone that's around you, your clients in the stages, because they see it in you. Um, and so if people are looking to shift, yeah. you know, if they have, I talk to a lot of people, they, they have that uncomfortable feeling, like maybe they're successful, uh, but something's not quite right. Like yeah. they're just a little uncomfortable and they know it's time for a shift. Like I said, either within their position, within their career, within their company, yeah. or it's time for a 90 degree shift. Like what advice can you give them to really pull the trigger? And because it takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it does. It, level or new takes a lot of courage, even if it is your identity and within you. Well, think about why it takes courage. It actually takes courage because you would be doing something that's not what you're used to doing right now because it's not who I am. Therefore, it's scary. And the word courage has to be used. Mm -hmm. If who I am is not taking courage, it's just something because think about it. The person who does that thing every day, they don't wake up and say, I got to put courage into my day. That's just who they are. Right. It takes courage because it is new. It's different. It can it can attack your current identity. If I try it and I fail, oh, it makes me feel small, right? So it's a different piece of it all. I might, you might have thrown your back. So the idea is when I look at this, I say, if I want to shift, somebody's sitting there saying, I want to do something different. First thing is to realize and accept I got a gap to close. Because if you don't accept that you got some work to do to close the gap, you're going you're gonna to be stuck. And the ego becomes such a huge issue here. Everybody gives me some ego. They give me some statement of what's going on and why it's taking place to protect the current ego. But they tell me they want to be up here. Well, so you want to be up here, but you're protecting your position down here by telling me all the stuff that you're doing phenomenal, amazing. And you just don't know what's going on. Well, you're protecting that. So start telling yourself like, look, I'm not the greatest here. I'm not so amazing here. I have room to grow because the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. So if we accept that and we actually lean into it, the first thing is, Find out where you are sucking at something and own it, man. Like just be like, hey, I'm not a great communicator. I do need to work harder. Maybe here's a big thing. Maybe you do work really, really hard, but your dream requires someone putting out work at this level. So for you, it, it, it's hard work. How are you going to get here? Accept that your level of hard work sucks. I ask people all the time in meetings. They say, you know, I'm doing all I can. My schedule's packed. It's tight. I got everything. I go. I say, okay, great. So if we were, who's, who do you look up to? Uh, Elon Musk, Tony Robbins, Oprah, you know, who you look up to? Oh, man, yeah, I look Oprah. Oh, no. Okay, great. If Elon Musk came in here right now and looked at your schedule, would he give you a pat in the back and say, good job? And the truth is for most people like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Well, then you can't keep hiding behind the excuse if you're working real hard because you and I both know there's a higher level for you to work, right? Yeah. So stop accepting this down here and understand there's a difference to climb to this level. And it's okay to not be there yet. But now we have a way to see what we got to work on and then be okay with doing the work. I have what's called the shift method. We go through all of this. We got a plan aspirationally. I had to put some big things out there, how to structure every step down. I'm talking step by damn step, then how to execute and how to be able to do it consistently. Because most people do not have disgusting discipline or consistency. They fall short because they can't stay the course because it's not who they are. So when you go through this process, it shifts you into that. So if somebody's like, I'm uncomfortable, like you're saying, I don't know what I got to do. First off, realize you got to accept that you suck somewhere and that's okay. I do as well in comparison to where you want to go. You might be amazing for where you're at and that's good. But if you've set a higher limit, give yourself an expectation that you got to climb a little bit higher levels and then be open to doing the work. And the work is not what you think it's going to be. It's, it's usually far outside what you feel comfortable doing. It's supposed to be. That's why it takes courage to do it. But if you can figure out what that stuff is, execute on the plan because some people have plans they, they don't execute but execute the plan and do it 
disgustingly consistent, like, oh man, life changes. Yeah. And um, that is just so important. I love how you don't candy coat anything because I think it's really important to be straight with people, especially people that are dreaming big and really serious about going after it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, I know you have three kids, but you have one more thing that you're going to birth into the world. Yeah. And that is going to be a book. So why don't you yeah. talk a little bit in the last couple of minutes we have together, tell us a little bit about Identity Shift, the book. Just a second. If you see that scrolling down below there, you want to pre-order Anthony's book. Check it out at identityshiftthebook.com. I'm going to pre-order mine, and uh, I, I I hope to get it signed after this. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, come get it signed out here, people. It's it's going to be. Here's what I did. I took all the things that I talk about, and and just you know, I'm a playful guy. I'm loose, but this book was written in the stance of like, how do I not only make the concept land in a simple, simple way, but put the science behind it in a way that needs to be there to grab it? Because there's different types of people that have to read it. But here's what I realized. A lot of people are seeking the mindset work, which is great. Uh, high performance, um, you know, how to persevere, um, health, like all these things. But nobody's thought about, well, well, what if you looked at something? What if you could wrap them all up inside of a burrito and it could be all amazing at the same time? That's identity. I mean, the thing about it, people that say have a, if you have a, a person with a great mindset, they're a high performer. Most people won't claim like, oh, yeah, I got a great mindset. I'm a high performer. They just live their life. And so we call it that in comparison to where we're at. So the book is a chance to unpack all that. How do you get to the level of understanding? How do I upgrade my entire life? How do I elevate my life? And it's a matter of looking at the identity as a way to upgrade how you operate. In the book, I go into a computer concept or biological computers with identity that's going to be our software. How do we upgrade that to elevate our life in all aspects and make it happen and feel effortless? Because if you can have success, feel effortless, that's a magical place to be. Yeah. And I, you know what? Your book could not be, it, it's timeless, but it could not be more timely. So if you are looking to shift or you're looking to do more, do better, and to just wonder what your place is in helping course correct the world that we're in right now, we are all capable of more. There's a next level of impact and also joy for all of us. And it's safe to say that Anthony's book will help you get there and get there quicker. Anthony Trucks, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Keep shining. And I look forward to following your journey. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, everybody out there. Have a phenomenal day, but thank you again, Shell. Take care. Bye.